Hello and welcome back to the Euro Trips Across the Pod podcast. After a long absence, we are back and this week we are going to talk about quarterback ranking. So I've brought back with me a returning guest in Sam Wars as we give you our quarterback rankings from 32 all the way to number one. Hope you enjoy. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to the Euro Trips Across the Pod NFL podcast. Now, it's been a while, so I do apologise for our lack of content in recent times. It's just been a busy time myself in terms of um, uni work and stuff like that. And of course, it's the off-season, so it's not quite as important to be doing podcasts. We are back uh, and we've got a very special podcast for you. Uh, we're going to rank our top two, top 32, I should say, NFL quarterbacks. And with me, I brought a guest along, a returning guest. I've brought with me Sam Moores. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. It's a... Uh... Like you said, it's quite hard to try and produce content at the moment in um, in the off-season. It's just sort of speculation, sort of looking into what could be rather than what is at the moment. So yeah, it is difficult. Yeah. But yeah, this is ranking stuff in the off-season is always really fun. So yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing who you have. I think when it gets to the top 10, I think that's what going to get really spicy. I think there's obviously obvious candidates of who's going to be where, who's going to be in the top 10. But I think it'd be interesting to see who gets picked in sort of each one. So what we're going to do, we're going to give you our th- each um, position, player person by person. So we'll both give our 32nd, our 31st, 30th, etc., etc. And in terms of the, obviously we're doing one callback for the team, so you can't have both Chibisky and Pickett, we can't have both Lance and Garoppolo, we can't have both Genius Smith and Drew So it's basically what we're doing, we're both giving our top 32 and we're basically deciding ourselves who we think will start um, for this team in the season. Um, and yeah, we'll get started. So, I'll let you go first, Sam. Um, who is number 32 for you? Okay, so my number 32 is Drew Locke um, for, the Seah- for the Seahawks. I think as much as, you know, Juno Smith could start, obviously he knows the system. He's been in uh, Seattle for a while. Now, I think Drew Locke is probably the most talented out of the two. But, I mean, one thing I will say about Drew Locke is he's got a strong arm, but he doesn't know what to do with it. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. He's got a 59.3% career completion percentage, which is not very good whatsoever. So, yeah. That's yeah. That's what I said about Drew Locke. Yeah, I mean, for me, Drew Locke, I mean, he's a bit higher for me. Uh, spoiler alert for listeners. Because um, I think he has shown at times his potential. I mean, the players for me, that are, the players I've got lower down than Drew Locke in my thing, have me have shown no potential whatsoever, apart from maybe one at times. But for me, um, I think that, I think for me, I've got him higher for the pure reason, the fact that he had that five-game spell where he looked like he could be a, literally their franchise quarterback for the Broncos. So I think for that reason alone, I've got him a bit higher, but it's not, it won't be too long before he comes up on my list. It's hard, isn't it? Because you don't you know people, you know, list as a objective. Like, for, for example, for what I've done, I've just sort of gone by rubbish and then potential and then just gone from there, if you know what I mean. Yeah, than, yeah it is difficult trying to sort of put a list together. Yeah, and That's I think it's great, though. Yeah, I, I love yeah. doing these rankings. I think Twitter definitely gets um, split opinions when they like CBS poster for Dan Olofsky poster rankings. That seems to cause a stir um, in this. But um, I think as well, there's definitely that middle ground, which will probably have a similar trend when it comes to, like, say, from quarterbacks 15 to 20, 21. There seems to be that, that, there's definitely that middle ground. There's, like, there's the elite quarterbacks, there's the really good quarterbacks, the not-so-good quarterbacks. But there is that middle ground when you've got the ones that, they could win you games, but it's, it's, it's a sort of, you know, it's so inconsistent and you can't quite tell um, who that's going to be. But my 32, 
is Sam Donald. I think that for me, I was never skeptic. I mean, I wasn't a big college football fan anyway. I don't watch it too much anyway. Even nowadays, I only watch it now and again. But when I saw saw Sam Donald play, um, I never really got the hype that he's. People were saying if he can go first overall to the Browns and things like that. And I, I never really understood the hype. I never saw it personally myself. And I remember saying this to a colleague when I used to work in insurance back in the day. We were both talking about Sam Donald and I just didn't really see personally the hype. But looking at his career now, he's had four years in the NFL, obviously third overall pick um, to the Jets who traded up to get him. Um, and he's had a 54 touchdowns, 52 interceptions uh, and 10,624 yards. His best yardage in the season is just 3,024 yards. Um, last season, he obviously moved to the Panthers. Um, nine touchdowns, 13 interceptions. And his best season looks like it's 19 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. And a 61%, 61.9 completion percentage. So, for me, I think all the quarterbacks I've got above, apart from my 30 number one, have shown me potential in some way. In the NFL, I think these quarterbacks have showed something. But I've never once... Apart from maybe the, the game, his first game against the Lions, where he had a good debut, but apart from that, I've never really seen Sam Donald ever impress me. So that's why he is my number 32. Um, so back to you, Sam. Um, who is your number 31? My number 31 is Sam Donald. Um, <laughs> yeah, his first two years were actually all right, which is why he's probably above Drew Lock for me, because he's had more, more, um, more starts and stuff. But... Yeah, it's just like it's the fact that his last two seasons uh, in the like he started in uh, in particular, so the last one in the Jets and then his one in the Panthers, he's had more interceptions and touchdowns. Which mm. yeah, I mean, yeah, his first two years were actually decent, but you know he's, he's from nine TDs to about fifteen picks or so the last couple of seasons, which is not good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's interesting with the that with uh, Donald because in twenty eighteen, I remember like watching the draft and all the coverage. Everyone thought that you know all like you know the experts would be like like Aikman for example, were like oh you know Josh Rosen and Sam Donald are the safe pick. You know, this kind of thing, and imagine it's mad thinking now how wrong that is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just because the two of them are, are busts. So, yeah, you know, exactly. I think Josh Rose, in particular, when he made those comments about you know, um, or I think they made 10 mistakes, nine mistakes made ahead of me, and stuff like that. Mm. Um, look as well, the fact that 2018 draft, I mean, those, t- those two are seen as the safe picks, but then who, who are the two that are taken later on? Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and exactly, it's no shock to me that these players are a lot, will be a lot, those two will be a lot higher on my list um, than these two. So it's it's incredible. I always think about looking at drafts. It's so hard to know because you can look good in college all you want, or look mediocre, but no one ever knows how it's going to play in the NFL. Depends on where you land. Colin Coward always makes this point about how it doesn't, doesn't matter where you land. I think you know that's why Lamar Jackson has been so good because he's gone to a team that's already sort of. Lower. I think they got the 32 overall pick in that draft, so I think they were there for a reason. But to, to Sam Darnold, um, where do you see, or did you see him starting next year for Carolina, or do you think someone like Matt Corral or even someone like Baker Mayfield will start for the Panthers? Come, I think it will be Baker Mayfield if Deshaun Watson is allowed to play. That's my, my, my thoughts, because I think there's been a lot of talk recently that they're trying to get a deal done there. If not, I don't know. I guess, yeah, I think what from what they've said in the building, it probably is going to be Sam Darnold. But I mean, if so, that's why he's, you know, that's why he's on the list right now. If so, then yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, they're probably going for the number one pick, I assume, which in 23 is quite a good idea because, you know, the QBs in that draft you know, mm-hmm. are so much better than uh, the, the, the past, the previous one. So yeah, um, but yeah, no, Sam Darnold, I think probably will start for the Panthers if Baker. Uh, is not there. 
Yeah, I think personally he will start week one, but I don't think he'll start mm. week five. I think he'll have a few games. I think they'll put Matt Corral in quite early on. But Maybe, um, yeah. in terms of Baker Mayfield, I do think that even if Deshaun Watson doesn't play, I do still think that he's not going to play. I think he's burned that bridge now. Um, I think for now, it's like, I think even if, you know, that's probably why they brought in Brissett, because I think probably know that Baker Mayfield isn't going to play for them again. Mm. And Deshaun Watson, whether he plays or not, I, I just can't see Baker Mayfield starting. I think... He will get traded, but I think it will be mid-season when a team's a bit desperate for a quarterback. And I think that could be where the Panthers come in or Seattle. I still think Seattle will go for more than Carolina. I think Carolina may even go for Jimmy Garoppolo, but I do think that um, Sam Donald's time as a starter is getting less and less. And I do think that in a year's time or two years time, he'll be seen as one of those players like a Brian Hoyer or a, even yeah. like a Tyrod Taylor, someone that's never going to win your games and sort of someone who's going to come in just as a bridge quarterback for a year. And I think that's Probably his his future. Um, my thirty first is Zach Wilson. Um, for me, I think that obviously he came in with a lot of hype. Um, really quick um, draft. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, you know, every year the NFL magazine that Neil Reynolds does always has like a college sort of projection of who they think is going to be the players to look out for in the, in the upcoming draft the following year. Yeah, my memory. I don't think same as Joe Burrow. Actually, I think um, Zach Wilson was never really in that list. I don't. I don't remember and. Um, yeah, I'll see second overall in the draft. Um, his first season in the NFL, three and ten as a starter, but I always hate using that record because it is a whole team. <laughs> but nine touchdowns, 11 interceptions from 13 games and 2,334 yards. And he was sacked. Um, it doesn't say it here, but yeah, I think for me, Zach Wilson, I think he has potential to get better because they have, you know, they had an amazing draft, probably the best draft of anyone this year. And he's now got, obviously, a good thing later on with Braxton Berrios. Uh, they've now got players like Sauls Gardner and um, Jermaine Johnson and people like that. And I think they've added their offensive line. They've added some weapons. And I think that, who's the guy they bought as well? There was the wildest people they got. His name's got, got passed me now. The wildest, Garrett Wilson as well. Yeah. Um, having him as well. I think they're definitely trying to make him better. I think they are definitely trying to support their quarterback here. But I still question it. I, I don't think long-term he's the answer. But I certainly think they're giving more they can. I think that for that reason alone, I think he's got a chance to succeed, which is why he's not red, um, dead bottom of his list. Uh, I think there's something he can give, but I think he just needs everything around him to be good. Um, mm. Do you think, what, what do you think about that, Zach Wilson, uh, Sam? He, do, you, do you think that he is someone that can be their, their franchise quarterback for their first in a long time? Or do you think he's another Sam Donald, another Mark Sanchez? I mean, potentially... Yeah, he's a little bit, uh, you know, uh, lower down on my list. So I, don't, I think he's better than um, a couple of people that you do. But um, yeah, I I see things from Zach Wilson. It's just with the, you see that with a lot of Jets teams, especially as well. You know, recently, I mean, especially Donald. Like you can't evaluate him from what he had, especially on offense last year. Like he had the you know, Braxton Barrios and the offensive line, but they had like pretty much no running game. Now they've got Breesall, who they drafted in the draft. You know, the, the Jets in general have got like a, you know, they've a massive offensive overhaul. You know, they've gone through that in the offseason. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. I potentially, I think Zach Wilson could be a little bit better than the other two. Uh, let's just say. So anyway, just a thought from mine. But how much better, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'll wait and see. Um, now on to 30. Now, who is your number 30 on your list? 
See, number 30 is an interesting one because, like I said, I got sort of like tears, I guess, in my list. So I got like the absolute trash of Donald and Drew Locke. And then uh, number 30 is just, I've not seen anything from you. And that's Trey Lance. I think he's going to start for the Niners, but we've seen practically nothing. We've seen his college film, but we've seen him come in for a couple of plays. You know, but really, you know, there's not enough of a sample size that I can take from Trey Lance to say, okay, you're going to be good because we've seen, you know, not much at all. Um, I do think he'll get the job over Garoppolo. Like I said, I think Jimmy may be somewhere else, but I don't even think he'll be somewhere else. I think um, they put too much of an investment into Trey Lance, you know, trading up last year. That he, he's he got to see the field at some point. Um, but yeah, we haven't seen much from him. So I think number 30 is just the things, you know, he probably would be better than Donald and Locke, but than nobody else. I don't know, you know, at the moment, at this moment in time. Yeah, for me, I think, Jimmy G starting. I don't know whether he'll be there mm. starting the end of the year, but I think I think for most of the year, I think they will give it Jimmy because obviously seeing the reports coming out that they're, they're, the 49ers are continually underwhelmed by Trey Lance. That's the quote from a reporter that he's not exactly showing it in sort of training camp and practice. And I do think that there definitely is a these days definitely a sort of movement from teams they constantly want to make their callback play straight away whereas in the olden days you saw a lot of callbacks like Steve Young for example Steve Young 49ers funny enough he for years was, was Montana's backup and he just kept staying and eventually got his chance years into his career and won a Super Bowl and had, had a great career when he did start but I think that for me Trey Lance I, I liked him out of college and I think that he will be good but I just think that right now with the way the team's playing and got, I know he wasn't the reason why they won games but Jimmy Garoppolo got into an NFC Championship game. And I think that right now, I think personally, why change that personally? Um, so I've gone for Jimmy G starting to obviously Trey Lance doesn't make my list. But yeah. I do think that is a risk that was in terms of that trading up they did with as oh, I think it, it was a huge risk. I think they gave up the three firsts they gave up. Yeah. Um, so they, they obviously see a lot of potential in Trey Lance. And I do think that that is clear to see. But I just question whether he's quite ready yet. And I think that Jordan, though, I don't think there's anything wrong with making him wait a few years. I don't think it matters whether he, he could start his career at 26. That wouldn't be a problem for me if he starts his NFL career late. But I think these days, players may want to have that starting job straight away. And I think if someone comes in and they want to start him, I think the 49ers will take will snap your hands off. But I think Trey Lance will be definitely snapping your hands off. And I think he'll be someone that would want that. Um, in terms of my 30, um, I've gone for Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. And it's... There's nothing on him. I think personally, he showed me some potential. Like, I am in no disillusion that it could have all been that horrible first year with the Irvin Meyer situation. That may well affect his affect him. And I think that actually Doug Peterson may well get the best out of him. And I think that if we're doing this callback list next year, I think he'll be a lot higher. I think he'll have a good year. But right now, from what I've seen, he's not been good. I mean, 12 touchdowns, 17, 17 interceptions, 3,641 yards. That's not bad. But for me, I just haven't seen enough yet. But I have seen potential. So I think, given another year, put a lot higher right now. He's had, just had a year in the NFL and he's not done much for me. So Trevor Lawrence, number 30. Um, now 29, one, two now. So back to you, Sam. Who is 29 on your list? My 29 is David Davis Mills. Ooh. Um, yeah, so this is interesting. So the, the I've got a big... Uh, uh, group of rookies here now. Um, I go all well, you know, last year's rookies, if you know what I mean. Um, you know, with Lance and Nah Davis Mills, and I think 
we saw Mill more from Mills than we did Lance. Obviously, you know, he played you know, a significant amount more snaps than he did last season. Um, but I don't think he's as talented as the other rookie quarterbacks. And, you know, don't get me wrong, he did very well. But I, there's definitely, like, I'm, I guess maybe for me, especially the rookies, we haven't seen much, I go for more ceiling. I don't think Davis Mills has got the ceiling of, say, uh, Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion. And I think that's because we've not seen much from the rookies uh, from last year in general. Yeah, I've, I've gone for Davis Mills there, but it is an interesting one because I arguably he probably was the one of the the best rookie quarterbacks last year. But yeah, uh, just from what I I don't think we're going to see much more from him because I think probably Houston will probably replace him in a couple of years time. If I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean he is in a bad situation. I think he might be in one of the, the three worst losses in the NFL. I mean that team. If you take out Lamy Tunsil and Brandon Cooks, that team is really bare. Like. <laughs> now help him. Obviously, saw Derek Carr, the, the David Carr, I should say, years ago with the Texans, and he yeah. got sacked so many times to Valley Line. I can see Mills having the same fate. I quite like Mills. I've got him a bit higher than, much higher than 29th, but um, I was looking at his record now. He had two and nine records as a starter, but he had 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. And, and we all, you know, Ever, we, I know you're more of a tour, tour backer than me, but those stats aren't too dissimilar to tour stats in one of his years. No. So I do think that he can be good. And I think that was, I don't think he's got that seeding, like, you know, like Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow had or something like that, where instantly you saw, wow, amazing talent. I don't think he'll ever be a quarterback that's going to throw for 45 touchdowns or throw like for 6,000 yards. But I do think that he is someone that can be steady and reliable. But just maybe not quite that. Maybe he'll be like a Kirk Cousins level. I always like to say Kirk Cousins, but maybe he'll be like a Kirk Cousins level where he does all right, but he's not going to be enough to like win you mm. games. Um, so yeah, Davis Mills, I, I like him, but I can see why you've got him low down. Um, but for my 29, Drew Locke. Um purely not too me, far away from me then. No. <laughs> I did say before yeah. I wasn't I did say before I wasn't far, and I think, yeah, it's I think. Drew Locke, flew. the only reason he's 29th is because he had that five-game spell where he looked pretty good. And I think he has got that potential to once again do it again. But uh, obviously with the Seattle offense that likes to run a lot with um, Pete Carroll, I don't know whether he'll, he'll see much of the ball. Since I don't think he'll ever get the stats that you know a quarterback would want. But I think I think he can be serviceable. And I think that if you're going for a run-first offense, maybe he can be a good quarterback in that system. But I don't think he... To quite be what people thought he'd be. Um, so yeah, Drew Lock for me, 29th. Now, 28. Where are you going, Sam? My number 28 is Justin Fields. So I said I got like a bit of a group of last year's rookies. Um, he struggled in this rookie year. Let's not, you know, let's not be around, be around the bush there. But he's far more talented than Davis was, in my opinion. Um, stronger arm, more mobile. He has the extra dimension where he can create plays with his legs, and that's really valued in this in today's NFL. And I would say as well, I mean, anybody who's coached by Matt Nagy, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, I, I mean, we've seen it with Trubisky, we've seen it with Justin Fields, two of them struggle. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what he's like this year, but I mean, yeah, I don't, that uh, bears offence last year. I, I, I don't know. I can't really say much into it. So yeah, Justin Fields above Davis Mills for me in 28th. Well, we have our first same answer. I've also got mm. Justin Fields as my 28th. Again, same as these other players like uh, Davis, um, not Davis Mills, but like Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson for me. It hasn't shown, hasn't shown enough. I mean, first year, started 10 games, um, had a 58.9 completion record, 
seven touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Um, so it wasn't great. I mean, I think he was, for me, the best callback out of the whole draft if he excludes Lawrence last year. So I got a lot of faith that he can become the callback that we all know. But I do question the Bears' head coach appointment. I mean, Eberflaus is known as a defensive guy. So yeah. I don't know whether that's going to really suit Trey Lance if he's, you know, if he wants to progress to the callback. I do question whether that's going to help him. But I have seen some signs of Embry score a great rushing touchdown, I believe. Although Trey Lance one or two scored a good t- rushing touchdown um, in the season. So I think Justin Fields, I think he, I, I actually think Justin Fields long term will be the best callback of that draft. Mm. I think just because, I don't know, something tells me he'll be good one day. But right now, I can't put him any higher than that because he's not shown it for me yet. Um, but yeah, on to 27. Who have you got? So my 27, you've already named him, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, um, yeah, see, see, the reason why is like, I don't know if you, I mean, towards the end of last year, he actually started playing all right for the Jets. Like his start was rubbish, uh, you know, you know, but you know, the Jets pulled off a couple shock, shock performances towards the end of the season, at least with, of, um, with Zach Wilson and QB, you know, you had a game winning drive, that kind of thing. But um, yeah, and also with Zach Wilson as well. I mean, I really liked him coming out of college. I said he was my second favorite quarterback behind Trevor Lawrence for me. I, yeah, I think, I, I don't know maybe it's because I, I watched a lot of the guys last year I, I guess I watched I kind of thought you know I, in fact Lance was behind the field so obviously the fact he doesn't play but I guess I've sort of put it in that order anyway but um, yeah for me Zach Wilson I think he's got a lot of um, talent to be honest with you but towards the end of last year he had a maybe not numbers wise but at least sort of playing wise he's started to improve and hopefully that or for him anyway and for the Jets hopefully that uh, continues into the 2022 season yeah I think the Jets I think personally they're going the right way I mm. do think that the Jets have they have to me they've done a great job in the off season I mean the draft they have was spectacular and I think that it all goes back to John Manager and Joe Douglas I think that he is he's come in I think you know I think I think they I think they continue. I mean, I, I don't want to see them do well, but I think that, that I think they're going the right way. I think it'll be a long project. I think if they stick with you know t- uh, the players around, I th- I do think that there's something good happening in the, with the Jets. I don't think it'll be a quick thing, but I I just think that long term they're they're doing things right. And I think their draft was excellent this year. I think it was brilliant, and I think with a promising head coach in Rob Sala who had a mixed first year, but he showed signs of the as a coach for the 49ers. So I, I think, yeah, I think the Jets are going the right way, but I think right now it's way too early for them to mm. be even considered a playoff contender. And I think they're probably going to be in the top 10 once again, probably to even top five in the 2023 NFL draft. Um, but for me, my 27 is Daniel Jones. Um, okay, yeah. Danny Dimes, I mean, one, one of my favourite clips on YouTube is watching the... Giants fans' reactions on YouTube when they big <laughs> game. Yeah. It's, it's some good stuff, especially there's one in the actual MetLife, which is quite funny. But um, to his career, he's thrown for 8,398 yards, 45 touchdowns, 29 interceptions, and his highest, his best season to the yardage was his date rookie season, where he uh, threw for 3,027 yards, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. But for me, I, I think that the one thing he has got He's got great mobility. I think we've seen him. I know he had that when he fell over one time, but he he has these moments now in the game where he does, you know, he does run quite far. And he's got five career rushing, rushing touchdowns in three years. Um, is exactly a thousand rushing yards in his career as well. Um, so for me, I think Daniel Jones. I think that whilst 
he's not the answer long term. I, I'm, I'm in no doubt about that. I do think that um, this year we've got Brian Dable, obviously head coach, he's obviously worked with Josh Allen. So if there's anyone that's going to get the best out of Daniel Jones, it's probably him. So I think if it doesn't work this year, a bit like Tua, then it never mm. will. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think there's something there, but I just don't think he's quite had the potential yet to show it. So um, say, again, same reason I can't put him any higher than that because he's not shown it enough to be any higher than that, really. So yeah, Daniel Jones me in 27. Now 26, this should be interesting. Who have you got? Yeah, it's... Uh... My 26 is Trevor Lawrence. I sort of, I sort of just rattling off these uh, rookies from last year. I get, I get, again, it's just like I've not seen much really um, from him. I mean, I think he's more talented than Zach Wilson. Again, that's why he's here and Fields as well. Um, I mean, anybody who who is in that situation with Urban Meyer and Jackson Hill, yes, last year, again, you've got, to, you've got, to, you know, yeah. cast a blind eye on that. You, I've got to look at it as to what I believe he could be, what we saw at Clemson. And Trevor Lawrence is, you know, he was he was the number one overall pick by, uh, uh, you know, you know a lot. Everyone had him as number one overall pick for a reason, and that's because he's, you know, he is built like the stereotypical NFL quarterback. You know, you know, think Herbert. You know, that's the, well, you know, what it has been in previous years. You know, and yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence again. We we've, we've seen flashes from him. We you know he's had a couple game winning drives. That was the um. The game in London, I thought he played all right. Yeah, you know, I was don't, there. Don't I thought, that game is bad. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> just, just, I'm just, I'm, you know, just being honest, you know that. I mean, admittedly, the Dolphins didn't have Byron Jones or Xavier Howard at the corner, mm. which you know that does affect things. But yeah, I, I think you know he's, he's had a couple of game winning drives, and that's what you want to see from a young QB. You know, he's won three, three games. Was it three games? Did won last year two? Was it two? I'm sure three. Let's find out. Um, yeah, if it was two, then he he won both of them on the final drive of the game. If it was three, then you know it's still pretty good. So they went three and fourteen. Yeah. So two of them won the last. That's you know that's the kind of thing you look at when you look at uh, rookie QBs, and it's um it's an argument that I'm going to look at for a couple of quarterbacks as well. Um, you know in this list, but um yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence number twenty six. So he's the uh well, the second highest rookie, obviously, because uh, I've not mentioned Matt Jones yet, but. Um, you sort of, sort of sort of even forget he was a rookie last year, but um, yeah, yeah, Trevor Lawrence twenty six for, for me. Yeah, can't argue with that. I think that again, I think in three years time he'll be in the top 15, 20 But I think there is that potential. You know, obviously, I know Peterson's come in, and I know that's. I think it's a great appointment, but it may not work out. And I think that if that doesn't work out, and he has a third coach in three years, and he doesn't perform again in that third year, I think there's. Definite call for him being one of the biggest bests of all time. I mean, obviously, nothing will beat Ryan Leaf, Johnny Manziel, or <laughs> Russell because of their off <laughs> stuff. But um, I do think on the pitch, I mean, he came in with such hype. I mean, I remember hearing about him when he was in high school, like seeing Instagram clips and all that, and then seeing him in college just absolutely smash it out. I mean, it was a brilliant college career, and I think that it just shows that you can be as good as you like in the college game, but then get to the NFL whether that's down to you or whether it's down to the team you put in or the situation, I, I do think that it's never a guarantee. And I think that there's definitely danger for me that he could be one of the biggest bets of all time. But it's only a year into his career. Give him time. And I'm sure in a year's time, he's going to prove me and people completely wrong. Um, now, on to my number 26. Now, I've been... I remember all day I've been sort of... I've got a few players in the next three ones that I've been constantly changing because I think there's definitely room for all three to be in those positions. But for me... My number 26 is David Smills. I think that, again, there's players who have, I think, who haven't 
had had great careers, but they've shown something for me and for longer periods. So that's why David Mills for me is 26 because all seen from this year is just one year. So I think on the back of him, I think that long term he will be potentially the answer for Houston, uh, whilst not the saviour. But I just think right now I can't put him any higher than 26 because he's only had one year, essentially. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. I, it's so hard because it depends what well, you've gone down the ceiling route, whereas I've gone down more what I've seen and sort of what's mm. happened so far. Um, because, quite frankly, I, I just, personally for me, I just can't have him any higher if I've not seen him play at that type of level. But yeah. the with Mills, I think, yeah, I think he's been good, but I think he's definitely not deserving of a higher spot. Um, 25 now into our 25 spot. So who have you got in 25? So you mentioned him just a minute ago, uh, or a couple of uh, uh, callbacks ago. It's Daniel Jones. Now we got him mm-hmm. in a similar place. He had him at 27, didn't you? I've got him at 25. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, uh, you know, you can't deny it. He's an athlete, you know, he's com- you know, sort of Josh Allen kind of mould. You know, he's a very, you know, he's a strong, uh, call, you know, built quarterback who can run. You know, Cam Newton esque. You know, we saw it in the uh, the Monday night, Monday night football game against the Eagles. You know, the one where we went for like the eighty yard run, they just tripped. You know, that yeah. broke out like that. You know, we've seen it in the past. Um, but you know, he's mistake prone as as a quarterback. You know, he's um, it'll be a big year for him, like you said, with Brian Dable. You know, if it's going to happen at any time, it'll be with him. You know, he's what was similar, uh, you know, uh, style of quarterbacks in the past with uh, Josh Allen. But how much of that was really him? You never know until we, you know. That's the thing, but um, I like Daniel Jones. He's you know he's one of the players that I think I, I was I thought it'd be rubbish getting into the NFL. I was shocked when they uh, you know at the time when I thought obviously everyone was thinking Dwayne Haskins at the time for the Giants at six in 2019. Um, it's uh, sad obviously how that ended up, but um, with with uh, Daniel Jones is yeah I mean I I like him. He surprised me a lot, but I don't see it. <laughs> uh, but I think he's better than Donald and Locke if we're going by that sort of uh, metric. In yeah, and just, yeah, just while you mentioned Dwayne Haskins, just mm. want to say uh, rest in peace to Jalen Ferguson, who died, the Ravens linebacker, who died today at just the age of 27. Um, mm, shocking. Third round pick, uh, no, um, he's a third round pick, 85th overall in 2019. He was the 2018 Conference USA Defensive Player of the Year at Louisiana Tech, and he's the all-time sack leader in FPS history is 45. So just want to pay our, our um, condolences to the family of Ferguson, uh, friends as well, and all the coaching staff and players at, at the Ravens. That's a horrible injury. And another one we've had this off-season, which we've seen in Jeff Gladney as well, recent victim we've, that's happened since we've last recorded an NFL podcast. So to his family and friends as well, condolences to them as well. It's a truly awful situation. Um, but we're going to head now to my 25. I've gone for man who's returning to the league after a few years away as a starter, Marcus Mariota. Obviously, he picked up by the Falcons this year. Um, he was second overall pick in 2015. Didn't quite live up to that potential. Whilst he showed signs, he never really lived up to that. For the last couple of years, um, as a Raiders backup after losing his job to Tannehill, mourn him later on. Um, but he comes back now as the Falcons, who obviously got rid of Matt Ryan to the Colts, their franchise callback. So I, I think he's definitely there. Obviously, they brought in Desmond Ritter as well in the draft. So I think he may be seen as a future. But Mariota's stats aren't too bad if you look at his stats. I know stats on everything, but in his he's played 61 games as a starter um, and he's thrown for 13,437 yards, but 77 touchdowns, but just 45 interceptions. So it's not 
all bad. And I think that he had that great year in 2016 where he took 26 touchdowns and nine interceptions. And that's really as good as it got for him. But I, I do think that he does offer something for the Falcons. I think it's something completely different to Matt Ryan. I think he is mobility. And I think he's used well in that Raiders role in terms of coming in with Derek Carr and doing those plays that he used with his feet. So I think for me, I'd have him maybe even two places higher if he hadn't not played the last couple of years. But we don't know how he's going to be after two years out. So mm. I mean, Mariota for me is my number 25. Um, so now 24. Over to you. Oh, back to you, Sam. Um, it's um no. yeah, it's Marcus Mariota. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. he's my, my twenty four. Um, yeah, so it's a, a bit close between him and Daniel Jones and for this spot, they're, they've got similar numbers. To be fair to them, quite similar. Um, but Mariota has won a playoff game, and that's quite important. You know, as, as a starter that game against, I think it was the Chiefs in twenty seventeen. Yeah, With that yeah. where he threw it and then it bounced off a player's head and he caught it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was brilliant. Because remember, sorry to interrupt you there, Sam. I remember when I. Obviously, everyone knows my story about the NFL, that I was a casual fan for years, didn't really like the advert side of things. But then I remember the first year I actually watched playoffs in not awful lot of depth, I mainly just the highlights and stuff like that. But the first year I remember was that year where the Chiefs did lose to the Titans. And I, mm. one of my first memories of playoff football, really, is that Mariota touchdown where I did. So um, credit to him for increasing my love for the NFL and getting it to where it is today. But yeah, that was a great moment. Yeah, he was... Um... He was one of the first quarterbacks that I saw live. The first game I saw live was actually Mario against Philip Rivers, the Titans Chargers uh, game, yeah, game in 2018. That yeah, that was a really good game coming on to the last play of the game. Um, but yeah, so I've always had a little bit of a soft spot for Mario as well. I think he's a he's a pretty uh, decent quarterback. But the thing with you know the, the league nowadays, you've got quite a lot of decent quarterbacks. So he's, yeah. he's quite far down the list. Um, you know, he might have been 15 a couple of years ago, but now he's sat at what 24. Mm. So it's just yeah, it's just the way it's uh, worked out with the uh, you know. With the uh, the shift and how the college games work, with the best athlete on the team is a quarterback rather than a receiver or a DB. That's just how the way it works nowadays. But um, yeah, Mario was twenty four, um, and he could be higher in the list. But like you said as well, he's not played for a couple of years, so that is probably another reason why he's quite low down. Yeah, of course, everyone does know we of course we knew each other for a while, me and you, but didn't actually meet in person until the London games just gone, the Jets Falcons game. I remember meeting your dad who was donning a lovely Mariota jersey. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> See, so it was just like, yeah, yeah. No, he, bought, he bought that out that game. So, um, yeah, so I like Mariota, but yeah, he's not yeah. as good as some others on the list. <laughs> no, yeah. fair play, fair play. Now, on to my 24. This is the player that I think could generally be a contender for comeback player of the year. He's been much maligned for his whole career, mainly because he's picked... Many spots ahead of Patrick Mahomes. I'm going for Mitch Trubisky. He's my number 24. For me, I like him. I mean, I threw a soft spot for the Bears when they had that great that run into the playoffs 2018. And in that year, he had six touchdowns in a game, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. I think, you know, he's played as, as bad head coaches. I mean, at, at the Bears, he was mostly under Matt Nagy. And obviously, he played with McDermott, but he was a backup for Josh Allen. Um, I just think there's... And, and the Mike Tomlin... You know, Coach has never had a losing season and he's been there since the mid 2000s. Um, I think he can get the bat out of him. I don't think, you know, I don't think he'll be, again, similar to, um, I, forget, I forget which callback it was now, where um, they're never going to throw for touchdowns like 40, 50 a year. But I think that he can be, you know, with Najee Harris, he can hand the ball off to multiple times. I just think that he is primed for a good year. I, I think that he really is someone that could turn it around. And I, I, I do feel that. He has, he has to just 
not Messi Pass, all I want from him. To, I'm, I'm sure he's only there for two years because Kenny Pickett obviously was drafted um, in, in the first round of this year's draft, but I just don't think he's going to start straight away. I think Trubisky will be the main starter this year. And I just think that he personally hasn't been as bad as people make out to be. I know he gets the MVP jokes and all that, and I think <laughs> they had a bad sort of end to some in Chicago, but I just think he isn't as bad as people make out, and I think that he could have a great year under Mike Tomlin. Um, but over to you, back to you, Sam. My 23 is actually Trubisky. So, oh, right, okay. So, yeah, so, um, he's, like I said, it's just um, not played, obviously, last year because he's back up in Buffalo, but I like him again. He's one of those players that I've got a bit of a soft spot for. Um, accurate, you know, can't really deny that. Not, he does, he's a bit, you know, I don't know, he's, you know, Trubisky's just average. Like, you know, I could see him probably being as good as Kirk Cousins, as I've seen him. It's a Kirk Cousins is probably, like, yeah, the callback we sort of measure ourselves against or, you know, measure all the guys against because, you know, whether they're going to be elite or terrible. It's just like, you know, are you worse or better than Kirk Cousins? <laughs> and uh, I think Trubisky can be as good as Kirk Cousins, potentially. Uh, we've got better numbers than Mariota and Daniel Jones, who I've just sort of gone through my list. But, um, yeah, he's not as athletic as his um, really, only sort of slightly less. But, uh, yeah, I, I like Trubisky. He's my number 23. Now, my 23 might be seen as a bit of a surprise, but I'm going to go for Carson Wentz. Ooh. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't think he's the same player. I mean, years ago, obviously everyone was obviously had that great year, and obviously Nick Foles stole the headlines towards the end, and he was obviously prime for MVP before the injury. But I just don't think he's the same player anymore. And I really don't think he, you know, with that team he had in Indianapolis, he should have got some playoffs. Really, and that last game was telling of that. I just personally, I think the injury. It's a real shame because he's a great player when he's fit, and I think he's a, such a great character in the dressing room. But I just think he's he's not the same player anymore. And I really do think that he is he is never going to go back to what he was. And I think that he's going to forever now be probably a journeyman, or he's going to at least be you know I think Washington might have him for a few years. But I just think his days as being one of the best callbacks in the league, or even just an average callback for me, a long gone. I personally sadly think his days are done as a good player. Um, over to you now, Sam. Uh, who is your 22? See, my 22, um, a bit of a spoiler alert, it's the uh, the first of three Alabama QBs in a row. Um, Ooh, okay, it's, it's Jalen Hurts, so I think he's the worst of the three. Um, he's not as great as a passer as the other two, um, not as accurate, um, but has got a stronger arm, I'd say, probably. Um, but the added dimension of his legs, um, sort of again, he can create plays with them that elevates him over to someone like um, Trubisky, who doesn't use it as much. I think Jalen Hurts, you know, he can get a couple of touchdowns purely from his legs. You know, maybe maybe even a couple of touchdowns, touchdowns a game. You know, I don't, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's a starter long time in Philadelphia, but right now he's okay. So I put him in number 22. Yeah, no, it's fair enough. And um, he's not far from me coming up. But I think yeah. I think he just me. I don't know. I think that there's one guy who I'm putting in now that for me his stats look pretty good, and I think I maybe regret putting him so low here. But I do think that you know, whenever the games get tough, he never performs. Me personally, uh, Jared Goff. I think that yeah. I like Goff. I think that he is someone that you want in your in your team. I think he's such a great person to be around. But I just for me. I know there's a reason why the Rams got rid of him and they won a Super Bowl in the year he was gone. I think that he just isn't the answer. Um, 
mean, you, c- you can argue he's had a better year than Jalen Hurts, and I'm probably contradicting myself in terms of my earlier picks in terms of what I've seen. But I do like Hurts. I do like Hurts, and I've not really been a big fan of Goff, even when he's at the Rams. So um, for me, Goff is my number 22, and my number 21, might as well say it now, is Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah. so who's, your, who's your 21? Tua. I don't think... Ooh. See, yeah. that's the thing. So you've got Tua higher rank than me. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I, I've always been anti two on this, like on, on my on our conversations we've had over Twitter and our po- on this podcast. I'm, I'm just, I can't believe that I've actually picked them higher than you. What's going yeah. on? Um, see, my thing as well is I've got uh, Goff and Wentz grouped together, like you have above these guys, right? So, okay. so uh, you know, slightly above these guys. Um, so I think it's just sort of, I guess they're all sort of in that, in that same sort of mm. group below cousins, like I was saying. I think they're all sort of like. Just, just sort of below him, but um, yeah, Tua and Mac are basically the same guy. Mac Jones, number twenty, like I said earlier, three um players grouped together. Um, they're so close. I think Tua's got more upside as well. He can move more. I think Mac maybe has got a little bit of a stronger arm and a show more, just because he's been in a great, mm. a better system with McDaniel's and Belichick. You know, is uh, but next year between Mac and Tua will be interesting, interesting because they've had a similar amount of starts. Because you've got to remember, mm. Tua doesn't very start, didn't start very much in his rookie year because of the, yeah. know, the hip injury yeah. and fits and everything. So, um, yeah, next year is going to be weird, uh, you know, just to see, or, or interesting really to see who's better. But right now I'll probably just about give the uh, edge to Mac. But I can see both being sort of top 15 QBs, but, you know, maybe like, you know, not elite, nowhere near elite mm. in the future, if I'm being completely honest. But yeah, 21 to a 20 Mac Jones. Yeah, I mean, for me, two, uh, I've got two at uh, 20, Mac Jones 19, because I there think go, yeah. the exact same reason as you, I think they're both very similar callbacks. They're not going to be callbacks that are going to win your games with like an amazing player, but I think both will, if those own systems right for them, like it has been for Mac Jones, and I think like it mm. will be for two uh, and the McDaniel and the Tyree Kill now in, in that team. I do think that both three players are going to be almost a bit like a Drew Brees type, where you know, I know he's got the records, but it was always more. You never saw Drew Brees throw for like massive, long, sort of deep passes. I don't think either of these players can do that either. Um, I think yeah, I've only got Mac Jones ahead of Tua because he's just done more in his career in terms of he's gotten to the playoffs and he's just looked, there's not really been any questions about Mac Jones, but there's been questions for myself as much as anyone else about Tua. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Mac Jones, that's why I've got him ahead of Tua because Mac Jones has made it to the playoffs and I think he's had a better career so far, really, even though it's been just one year. Um, now 18, uh, now heading to crunch time now. Um, no, sorry, you're 19, isn't it? You're doing now. Uh, so my 19 and 18 are uh, Goff and Wentz, like I was saying. So, just you know, it's the same sort of five callbacks just grouped, and it's very interesting, interesting for two of them. So, it's Goff at 19. Um, you know, the next couple of guys for me, like I said, Goff Wentz are starters, but aren't what we thought it could be. So a golf is the definition of an eight and eight quarterback, in my opinion. Yeah. He's just, you know, he's, yeah. he, he just is. And I mean, 2017 Carson Wentz was insane. 18 and 19 was decent. 20 was abysmal. And 21 was actually similar to 19. I think we all sort of miss the fact that, I mean, yes, the Colts did bottle, you know, the chance of getting to the playoffs at the end of last year. Yeah. There's no denying that with, uh, you know, the Jacksonville game and everything. But, um, you know, he went 27 TDs, seven picks. Wentz did last year, which is pretty damn good numbers wise. Um, and I think a lot, you know, it's more of what could have been. So there's a lot of um clips at the moment going around of Wentz sort of missing wide open guys. I mean, if he hit them, it could have been you know a really good season for him statistically. But um, yeah, I guess you know he is a little bit damaged, but he's still a pretty good star, in my opinion. He's my number 18, Carson Wentz, Goff 19. Yeah. Um, but who's your number 18? 
Well, my number 18 is a guy mentioned very early on in the podcast, someone who could be set for a trade. It is Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm. I've been a big defender of him on his podcast, as any of our regulars will know. But I just think that he is limited. And I think that there's a certain place. I've got Tannehill 17. I've got Cousins 16. I mean, these are very similar callbacks in terms of their sort of, they'll, if they'll, the team will sort of won't win because of them, but they won't lose because of them either sort of thing. I think they're very they're solid quarterbacks, but they're never going to, you know, they're, they're never going to take it to that next level. And I think that even though Garoppolo, you know, Garoppolo has had a better career out of these three players. I'm surprised I got him so, so low down compared to these two, but I just think that Tannehill Cousins just offer a bit more on the field. I think that whilst they don't win as many games as Garoppolo, I just think that Cousins and Tannehill have shown that they can put teams in their back. I mean, Tannehill especially, I mean, not getting them one overall seed, uh, one year just gone. I mean, there was a run to the AFC Championship game in 2019 against the Chiefs. And I think that we've seen him have some great, I know everyone focused on it. He had a bad year last year. I'm not going to deny this. And obviously we all know what happened in that Bengals game in the, in the wild card round, but um, sorry, divisional round game. But I just think that he has still got sending. I think that just one by the year doesn't make you a bad quarterback overnight. I still think he is a good quarterback. And I think that, Give him a year, I think he probably will succeed again. Um, but Cousin 16, because I think he's just shown a bit more in terms of the passing yards, in terms of just overall play. I think that he has just shown a bit more for me than these two, even though I've never been a back, big fan of him. But I do think that he is someone that just has a bit more to his game probably than Tannehill and Garoppolo in terms of the passing and all that. Um, now over to you again, Sam. Um, who have you got at number 17 and number 16? So uh, I'll do 17, 16 and 15 because I guess they're all yep. sort of in the same that group. So my 17 is Jameis Winston. Um, uh, he's, uh, I guess I like, sort of maybe would group him, group him with the uh, Goff and Wentz uh, crew where he's like, he's not as good as we thought he would be. Obviously, 2015, thought very highly of. Um, he's the most talented of those three. But obviously, you know, especially in his last couple of years in Tampa, was a ton of a machine. Um, obviously, he's had the LASIK surgery since then and everything. Um, and he, he's had his, you know, better moments in New Orleans. Um, you know, some, you know, he beat out Taylor Bridgewater, you know, Taysom Hill, you know, the, the people that Sean Payton thought very highly of. Um, I think this year we'll learn a lot um, with him being without Sean Payton, obviously, because he retired. Um, but yeah, Jameis my number 17 right now and uh yeah and then 16 and 15 the definition of average so obviously 16 average of 32 ryan Tannehill, and then just above him Kirk cousins two that you've just listed off um uh, you know i don't trust them to win a playoff game on their own you know they're not quite elite but i trust them to have uh get me you know be with a run game and and or receivers they can get me 10 11 wins i think that's mm. what I sort of see that uh, Tannehill and Cousins in 16 and 15. Do you think well, Austin Tyson has been out, lost AJ Brown, and I think Traylon Burks look good, but there's no guarantee he's going to be the next AJ Brown, even though they compared him to him in the um on, on the day of the draft itself. But I just I, I do think there's an element of that. I think Mike Vable's coaching will guide the Titans to do well because I think he's a, one of the best mm. coaches in the league. Um but that AFC is strong. You have to have a really good year. I think teams are going to miss out on 11 wins this year in the playoffs. I really do think, especially the AFC West and stuff, even the AFC North, to be fair, with two of those teams, I think teams are going to have great years and miss out. Where the NFC, I think, team can get in on 10 wins and nine wins. But I mean, sometimes even eight, you know, eight yeah, and, well, yeah. 
eight if they go eight eight and one maybe but that, you know that we've seen records like that in the past in the playoffs yeah um, yeah the NFC's talent stricken compared to the AFC yeah yeah <laughs> a lot of players moved to the AFC and I was thinking as a mm. Dolphins fan I'm sure you thought the same stay where you are stay in the NFC while you come into our division but it's going to be hard for teams to get I mean I've got confidence that we'll get in because the AFC West teams are playing each other They've all mm. got to play each other in the year. So I think there's a chance for other, other elite as a divisions in that conference to do well. Um, you mentioned Winston. Here's my number 15. Mm. I like Winston a lot. I've, I've liked him really for most of his career. But obviously, that's a big thing. They had a great year last year. 14 touchdowns, three interceptions in seven games. But he's now not got Sean Payton. Now. I think Sean Payton mm. was the reason why Everyone mentions Bruce Aarons as the quarterback whisperer, but I think Sean Payton proved that if he can get Winston playing like that, I think that's a shame his injury happened. Because I think if his injury, you know, if he didn't have injury, I think he could have done a lot better this year than he did the Saints. So um, Winston for me, 15. But it's a whole factor again that he's not done it long term. And I think I can't put him higher than 15 because he's not really done anything. Whereas I think most of his quarterbacks ahead of me have done something or have shown long term promise. Um, now, you're 14, Sam. Went to the crunch time now. Again, towards some good quarterbacks now. Who have you got at 14? My number 14 is Matt Ryan. Now, mm. he's sort of in a tier on his own. He's not with Tannehill or Cousins. He's better than them. But he's not elite anymore, obviously. Had a, I mean, tremendous 2016 season, particularly. You look at the numbers. Um, obviously, you know, he's not promising either, like some of the other quarterbacks above him. So I think Matt Ryan's sort of just in a tier of his own. Obviously, great quarterback. The Colts, him at the Colts, I think especially, like you said, with the Titans being weaker, per se, I think the Colts struck gold there with Matt Ryan um, for this season. Being yeah, number 14 would be Matt Ryan. Well, I've also got Matt Ryan 14. Um, there you are. There you are. I, I think that, I think Matt Ryan for me, I think him, Winston or... Um, Trubisky will win comeback player of the year. I think it'll be one. I think one of these two pullbacks. What was that, mate? What, what was that? It, it was, a, it was a, just some guy on a scooter going past. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, very loud. Obviously, you've got a fan of the podcast listening in. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be either Matt Ryan, Trubisky, or Winston that wins comeback player of the year. I really do think Matt Ryan is now he's got a good team around him, a good offensive line. You know, Jonathan Taylor's got Michael Pittman, he's got the names Patty by the the guy, the guy taken in the draft this year, Alec, Alec Pierce. Um, yeah, Alec Pierce, yeah. And I think that name. he's obviously got a great defence at Evan News. So I think Matt Ryan is, is bound for a good year, but it's whether, you know, his age is going to catch up with him. Um, but 13, someone that I think personally hasn't shown it either, but for me, still has shown plenty of potential, even though he has been quite a diva this off-season. I've gone for Kyler Murray as number 13. Ooh. I think that Whilst he's had good good starts to his career seasons each year, he hasn't ended well. And I know we all saw what happened in the playoffs, how much he crumbled in that game. And I just question whether he is the guy long term. I think he's a good callback. I don't think he's bad. I think he's better than, as I've, as I've shown all these callbacks so far we mentioned. And I think that he, a lot of teams would be happy with him. I'd be happy with him probably over 2F in some, some aspects. But I just think personally... He's, I think he's a bit overrated and I, I wouldn't pay the money he's wanting if I was Cardinals personally. Uh, but who was your 13? Mine number 13 is Dak Prescott. Um, it's interesting you say Kyler Murray. I've got him a little bit higher um, up for me just because I think it's more Cliff Kingsbury than anything. Maybe. But, um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So I, I got uh, I got D13 and 12 because they're the same sort of quarterback in my opinion. So I've got uh, Dak Prescott and Derek Carr. They're both in the sort of same tier. 
Dak's been in a better situation of his career, obviously in, in the Cowboys rather than the Raiders with Derek Carr, who, who were a mess for a couple of years um, in that time. Obviously, it was the 2016 season, um, but after that, not really uh, until this year, or the last year just gone. But I think Derek Carr's the one that I'd pick if I was a GM. So I'd put uh, Carr just ahead of him in 12th. Um, he's slightly better than Dak, but the two aren't quite elite, like the other sort of 10 or 11 above them. They're just sort of, they're, they're above Matt Ryan because they're, there's more potential, they're younger. And so, but yeah, that Dak and Derek are um, just not in the same tier as, you know, yeah, Mahomes, Herbert, Burrows, etc. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more because to me, Dak Prescott, looking at his numbers now, um, spoiler, he is my number 13. There you are. My my number 12, I should say. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because his numbers are actually great. He's got 143 touchdowns and 50 interceptions, but that's in the regular season. His playoff record. It's six touchdowns, three interceptions. One and, and three as well. One and three. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. for me, I, I like Dak Prescott. I think he can be good, but I think he is probably the most overrated quarterback in the entire NFL. I think that whilst he's a good quarterback, I'd have him with the Dolphins all day long, but he's never once done it in a big game. Um, You can count regular season, you can count playoffs, regular season. I've never once thought Dak Prescott was the reason why he won a game. I mean... I can see well, Tua going in the the, uh, the tier with... Derek Carr, but I can really see Tua being sort of just a bit better than Dak potentially, like yeah. just because I know that he can sort of put a team on his back. You know, he saw it in a couple of games last year. Mm. Um, but again, he's got to be in the right situation when Dak. I mean, yeah, Tua has been in the right situation with Dallas because they've always been stacked with his offensive line of weapons, mm. so he's not really seeming a bad team. But yeah, I think that's why I can see sort of Tua and Mac being around this this level with sort of Dak Prescott. Yeah, I think that he's got the arm, he's got talent. But I just question his big game. I've never really seen a game where I thought, oh, Dak was good to say. He's the reason why no. I, I think that a lot, I think a lot of touchdowns he throws can be in garbage time sometimes. But I, I just, I like him. And I think he is probably the the nicest callback in the NFL. I really, I really like him as a person. I think he's such a good person. Um, but I just think that he just lacks that next level thing. I think he'd be good enough to get teams like divisional rounds, wildfire run. But I just question whether he's a guy they can rely on to take them to Super Bowl. Um, mm. The only thing, maybe the NFC being weaker, that's the only way I think he could potentially get into a Super Bowl is that Brady's retiring soon, Rogers will retire soon, and Stafford isn't, isn't exactly young. So I think that Dak Prescott can do it for that reason. I think in the AFC he'd be, he'd be absolutely have no chance. But in the NFC, no. that gives him a chance. And mentioning Derek Carr, he is one of the 12. Um, so my number 11, I should say, sorry. Mm, um, sorry. <laughs> but I keep looking at your list and my list and I'm getting yeah. all confused here. But yeah, Derek Carr is my number 11 because I like Derek Carr. I think that but it's the same thing as Prescott. I just questions in the big games, but I just I would just I would back Carr more in a big game than Prescott personally, uh, which is why Derek Carr just nicks it for me. Um now your final one before the top 10. Who is your number eleven, Sam? My number 11 is uh, Deshaun Watson, which is an interesting oh, one. Oh, yeah. I see, obviously, used to be elite, but he's not played in a year and may not play this year too. And to be fair, a lot of new quarterbacks come into the league in a ton since you know he did last play as well. Um, well, particularly well anyway, obviously the Houston year, the last year, they were terrible. Um, but yeah, he sort of gets penalised for that. For me, we don't know if he's going to play. I don't really... Yeah, it's just a bit awkward to talk about, really. I'm not really uh, condoning that. But, yeah, Deshaun Watson, as a player, used to be elite. I don't know what he's going to be like now, but I'd probably say number 11 is sort of fair to put him at. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, no one knows whether he's going to play 
in the league yeah. again, to be honest. I you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, no, there's been a um, obviously a revelation today that he's had 20 of his 24 ball seats resolved, mm. which could mean he may, you know, may still play this year. I think he will play at some point this year, but I don't know how many games. But um, I think that he is someone that I've got higher. But again, I've got him lower than I would have it because of the fact that we don't know whether he's going to play. Um, but now we are into the top 10. Now, this, this is the real crunch time. We're going to see some really good quarterbacks now mentioned. Um, and I'm going to go first on this one. I'm going for 10, cool. Lamar Jackson. Okay, I think, yeah. I think that, you know, from a pure watching ability, he's one of the best people to watch in the entire NFL. Well, I'm, going to, I'm going to find you... I, I did an article on ranking my AFC North quarterbacks and I've got a great, some great stats for you, which is why I've got him so low down because I do question his passing ability because while he's amazing with the run game, I just don't question mm. him. So um, he's never had a 4,000-yard season. The most he's had in his career in one season is 3,127. That was back in 2019. Um, that's not even the best in the top 250 for passing yards in a single season. In fact, 250th, was Jake Del Hom, who recorded huh. 3,886 yards with the Panthers back in 2004, which is 759 more than Lamar Jackson's best ever passing season. Um, and for me, even Trubisky's had more yards in the season than Lamar Jackson. So I think Lamar Jackson, if he gets his passing yards correct, for me, he's top five. For me, if his passing is as good as the other players in his top 10, Lamar Jackson, for me, top five, easy. I think he's still an elite quarterback. But I just... Purely for the fact that his passing isn't quite there, that's why I've gone ten because the other players on this list are, are all brilliant passers, and I think for quarterback that mm. is your main job. I know being a fast quarterback and one that can elude the pocket and all that, I think that's brilliant. But I think to win championship, you have to have a good passing quarterback. I don't think running quarterbacks win you games long term. Maybe it's a one off now and again. Um, See, so that's why Demar Jackson's ten. But if he has a good passing season, if he did this next year, he'd be in the top five easy. Um, who was your number 10, Sam? My number 10 is Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. which is an interesting one. Um, is he elite? I don't know, really. But I feel he would be if he was in a better situation, to be honest with you. I just, I, I think the thing about Kev Kingsbury, you know, he's never really, I don't, every, everything about it just seems so strange. Mm-hmm. I don't get me wrong, he seems like a pretty cool guy, but yeah, everything, yeah, just everything sort of surrounding the Cardinals and, you know, from day one just sort of seems a bit weird. Um, he's accurate, got an elite arm, you know, he's one of the strongest in the league, really, for someone who's that small. And, you know, the fact that he can just dance on the pocket because, you know, is a, you know, a bonus. And obviously, again, he's like Lamar. Um, he can, you know, make plays of his legs, um, which sort of elevates him a bit as well. But I like Cutler, I think. Um, yeah, if he was somewhere else, maybe if he was in Baltimore, yeah, I think he'd he'd be very high on this list. To be honest with you, you know, just you know, thing I trust. But yeah, the, I don't really know. To be honest with you, but I put I think Kyler can be elite, and I think we've seen, we've seen a little bit from him. I think he probably will get a payday as well, and I think he's better than Dak, who got a payday recently. Mm. Obviously, so I think yeah, I think Kyler probably about ten is about right at the moment. Fair play. Now my number nine. This is one I. Was looking forward to the most because it's the most controversial pick out of all my 32. All right. Uh, we're going to get, uh, I'll probably get a lot of backlash from this. My number nine is Matt Stafford. I don't think that's that, that's that controversial. Do you I've got him um, close to nine. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I, I'm not... you know, but the reason why, because I know looking at his stats, he is last year, he got the third most passing yards, the second most touchdowns, but 
the joint most interceptions. And I think mm. that Baxi Bolly won against Bengals was down to a little bit of him, but it was mainly Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald. And I think that um, he had, I think he had three touchdowns, two interceptions in the Super Bowl. I mean, his playoff record is still pretty good. I mean, he still threw for, I think it was nine touchdowns and three interceptions or something like that. But um, yeah, I just, I think that Mastafford, I think whilst he had a great year and I think that he was definitely the reason why the Rams won it in terms of being that missing piece in the jigsaw, um, I just don't know whether I, so the, the eight quarterbacks I've got now ahead of him, they're all sort of, none are really, I've got mistaken them. Uh, whereas I think mm. Stafford does have a mistake in him. I think even in the playoffs when they there were games where he did throw risky balls and interceptions. So I think for that reason alone, that's why he's number nine for me. Uh, but who have you got number nine? My number nine is Lamar Jackson. So only one place okay. above you, yeah. really. Obviously, the MVP winner in 2019, that was the passing yard. He said that was his uh, longest, uh, the most passing yards, which obviously is not really surprised that he won the MVP. But... Um, Great of his legs, the best in the league at it. I think it's becoming more and more of a skill. Um, he's got a strong arm. I think he'd be top five potentially, like you're saying. If especially if, like the intermediate game is where he struggles the most. They say it a lot when you're watching Lamar play. You know, short, he's pretty good. Go, you know, deep, he's you know quite accurate as well. But it's around the middle, the sort of twenty yard mark where Lamar does struggle to sort of feed a ball in. You know, there's cry defenders and stuff. So people do do sort of. I, 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 that's you know, you sort of look at it and you're like, okay, that's probably why. And also, as well, I mean, he's last season we saw him before he, he had a bit of a down year because he had to rely on his arm a lot more rather than, um, or you know, the with the, the situation the Ravens had, you know, they were down like 15 players in offense or something. Um, before the you know, the amount of, the amount of injuries they had, they lost every single running back before the season, that sort of thing, and that does contribute towards it. So, I think, I think Lamar will be a lot better. But um, I agree with you that I think Lamar needs to—he's not in the same level as uh, Herbert, Burrow, Josh Allen. You know, people who've come in the league some, at a similar time to him. But I do like Lamar. I think he can win a game on his own. So he's number nine for me. Yeah, and um, of course, revelation. Anyone doesn't know, I am traveling around America this this season for for work purposes in terms of mm. uh, media work. But I will be catching a lot of games out there, um, and one of them will be the Ravens against Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. So I'm looking forward to seeing Lamar Jackson play live. I think he'll be really good entertainment to watch uh, if he does play. Hopefully he doesn't get injured before or something. But if he does play, I'm looking forward to seeing him play live because I think he'll be one of the best all-backs I'll watch live. So in the purely entertainment purposes, I think he'll be great to watch. Mm. So I'm looking forward to that one. Um, my number eight is Deshaun Watson. Um, I think if, you, if he'd played the last few years and he hadn't had that whole thing going on off the field, He'd be, for me, top five, maybe even top four. But for me, fact is he hasn't played for two years now. Well, it will be two years probably. Um, for me, I can't have many high. And I really, that's what I can say really on it because I don't want to get into any trouble legally <laughs> if I got to yeah. too much. I think right now, if the allegations are true, then I wouldn't want him um, anywhere near the NFL personally. Um, who's your number eight, Sam? See, my number eight is uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, okay. It's an interesting one because, you know, you think maybe he'd be a bit higher, but everyone above him has either got multiple playoff wins, he hasn't got a single one, or has played many, many more games than him. You know, and won championships and, you know, won divisions and, you know, it's... And let's face it, Herbert hasn't done that. He's been in the Chargers, you know, he's had a couple of head coaches uh, and... Don't get me wrong, he can make every throw, you know, is 
And last year's offense as well was a lot more conservative than the year before. He had a, he sort of his numbers last year were worse than his rookie year, um, but his rookie year was you know the best ever. So there's not really surprised by that. But but um, yeah, I think I like Justin Herbert. I think he's a great quarterback and he probably will win m- many playoff games. But right now he hasn't won any, so he's number eight for me. But he's very close. The top eight, well, the top, the next sort of four are incredibly close. So mm. it's just sort of ranking them by that, I guess. You could put it that way. Yeah, I did find this thing really hard because I think for me my top four was the easiest part of the whole thing um, but that five to ten gap I found quite hard to pick um, yeah. yeah I've got Herbert seventh um, yeah I guess fair enough it's just I think yeah he's just been really good and I think that you know his first season though he came in she last minute was told he's starting the game because of that injury to Tyrell Taylor you know he's he had duels against Tom Brady Patrick Mahomes very early on in his career and he did wonderfully well and I think he's just that further. I do think this year they will make the playoffs. I do think the Chargers will make the playoffs and I do think he will win a playoff game this year, but I do think same as you, he's not done what these other callbacks done on this list, so that's why, for me, he's number seven. Um, looking at his stats as well, in his two years, 69 touchdowns, 25 interceptions. I mean, that is, for for two years in the league, that is brilliant. Stat. Mm. So, yeah, fair play to him. Um, who was your number seven? Uh, my number seven is a guy I've always already mentioned, Matt Stafford. I say mm-hmm. he's not too far away. Number seven, obviously Super Bowl winner, so he's won more than Herbert. Um, he essentially did what Jared Goff couldn't do in you know, and uh, and especially you know at Detroit, obviously with the swap, uh, Stafford showed that he can win on his own. You know, some of those years they had they were competitive, but he had a couple more wins in them. You know in don't get me wrong, you know, he's more of a sort of, he's, it's weird to sort of start over because he's not, he's sort of, you know, his own sort of style QB in a way. Like, he's not like a, you, you wouldn't say he's, you know, he's mobile, you know, you wouldn't say that he's like a Mahomes, you wouldn't say he's a Brady, he's just sort of like a, and I guess he, I guess he's like Aaron Rodgers, but just not as good. I guess he could sort of yeah. say that, sort of like a, gun, a gunslinger, but like a proper gunslinger rather than someone who's sort of mm. incredibly accurate and can just throw passes like that and stuff like that. I think, but Stafford, um, yeah, obviously he didn't win a playoff game in Detroit, but you know, getting there, you know, in that, in that organization in the first place is mad. And uh, I think Aaron Rodgers did an interview at one point saying that if he was to pick anyone who's mad, madly underrated, obviously playing him twice, yeah, it was Stafford. So um, yeah, I've, I've, I think he's pretty good. I'd say he's top ten, but I obviously winning the, the Super Bowl uh, in February. But yeah, I think Stafford is about seventh, about right for him. And who is your number six? Uh, so number six, I say mention Stafford. I think Joe Burrow is like a younger Matt Stafford in a way. Okay. So yeah, they got like a similar, you know, similar build, similar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, I guess Stafford's got more of a strong arm because Burrow's arm's not not on that level. But um, actually, I think yeah, I think Burrow's probably better. But I sort of Burrow's another one where you can't really compare him to anyone. He's not. He's not. You know. He's not like a stereotypical quarterback. He's just sort of him. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he's shown so much in two years. Is you know from that horrible offensive line a year ago to the getting to the Super Bowl the year after, you know that transformation and yeah I think I, I was saying all last year Burrow is better than Herbert and um, I'm glad that I was right <laughs> I don't know I just, yeah. it's just it's a yeah it's nice to see that I just I had a feeling about Joe Burrow from the season previous I thought yeah he's really good and I'm glad that he is really good and got to the Super Bowl with the Bengals obviously you know n- not everyone does that. <laughs> No, no. I mean, 
looking at stats now, I mean, 47 touchdowns, 90 interceptions in just 26 games. And in the playoffs, he had five touchdowns, two interceptions, and he was extremely clutch in the playoffs. I mean, mm. to come back from that 20-odd deficit against Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, um, to be sacked, was it seven, nine times against the Titans to still win? Um, I think he's, to me, shown everything that Tom Brady has in terms of that. He's, I think he's got the mental side. I think he has got that mentality. And he's, he's a winner. He really is. And he's on number five with Russell Wilson in six. I think Russell Wilson, for me, I think, well, says, I think the shade's being slightly overrated. I think his stats, you can't lie with it. I mean, one Super Bowl um, in two, in 10 years, whatever it's been, he's had 292 touchdowns, 87 interceptions in 158 games. I mean, last year was his worst season, but he still had 25 touchdowns, six interceptions in what was seen as a bad year for the Seahawks. And that's in a offense that was run heavy. Now you're getting into a, a Broncos team where he's moved there in the offseason. He's playing under a, a, a head coach who, Nathaniel Hackett, who was Rogers' offensive coordinator for two years. He got MVPs. So I think that now they're going to actually gonna let him cook in Denver. Um, I think he's going to be have a really good year. And I think that he could be top five come next year. But I think right now, I'd have him sixth. And Burrow, for me, fifth. I think he's absolutely outstanding. And I think he's got the personality He's got the. I think he's he's like a mixture of Joe Namath and Tom Brady in terms of he's the. He's awesome. I, lo- I love Joe Burrow. He's awesome. It's so good. I mean, he's got the the likability of a Gronk or Joe Namath. He's mm. got the mentality of a Tom Brady, and he's got the arm. You could argue of a of a Mahomes or of a Josh Allen. I think he's. I think he's that good, and I think that in the next ten years, I think will be him and my top. I think my first and third player. And my fifth will be the best players in ten years' time, five years' time, I should say. Yeah. Um, but who's your who's number five for you? Uh, uh, my number five is Tom Brady. If we're mm-hmm. going off right now, um, I mean the goat's still going strong. At mm-hmm. what is he forty four now? Five, I think now. Oh, he forty five. Yeah, forty five. I mean, when the season starts, yeah, which is mental. But he's not what he has been. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's still been. I mean, he's been in a great situation in Tampa with the line and the weapons. I mean, yeah, that's some of the best you can get as a group. Um, but it wasn't until they sort of lost everyone in the last couple of years. But but just yeah, they won the Super Bowl especially. Um, but I'd still trust him to uh, you know on a game-winning drive. If I was to pick anyone, I'd yeah, he'd be in my top three choices. If mm-hmm. I'm being honest, you know, just I've seen it so many times before. I I I trust him and. Um, it's interesting actually because last year he had his uh, career's second highest uh, average yards per game, which is mad. You know, it, you know, thrown for as many yeah. in obviously it was most yards, but they had the extra game last year, so that's why yeah. it's like average rather than um, rather than sort of just most yards, career most yards. But yeah, second highest yards per game um, ever in his you know his long career was in twenty twenty one, which yeah, just holding that up at forty four last year is mental really. Just thinking about it. So yeah, just Tom Brady number five. He's not the, the four, the four above him right now. Uh, you know, but yeah, he has been with those guys in the past. Yeah, I mean, he is my number four. Um, he is mm. someone that I mean, he had the most touchdowns, most yards this year. And for my guy of his age, I think that's absolutely outstanding. And I do think that having him back now, I think the Buccaneers will go far once again. And I think that whilst I think his days will, will eventually be numbered, I think he will. He's due a bad year. I think at some point he will have a really bad year, maybe in his last year, unless he goes out and wins it this year. I think if he wins it this year with Tampa, I think he will retire on that note. I think he wants to end on a, on a good note. But yeah, Tom Brady for me, number four, uh, because of that reason. I think mm. he's just still excellent. But who's your number four? 
Sam? My number four, you've already mentioned him, Russell Wilson. Uh, I think Dangerous, or Dangerous, you know, that's what one of his many nicknames. Uh, he's one of my favourite QBs in the league. He's been to actually five straight Pro Bowls, um, which is a, a you know a QB stat, especially you know some. Obviously, he's not been in a Super Bowl, that's why he's been to some. You know, he's not been in the NFC representative, but he's still been you know consistent. Uh, he's won plenty of playoff games. Mobile again, accurate again. He's got a great arm and can probably one of the you know best pocket presence. Sometimes he does extend it too much, which isn't you know you know sometimes he. It, but it, he's better at it than many others, and you know he very rarely gets hurt like some of the quarterbacks do. Um, and one thing which will be interesting, you said about Nathaniel Hackett and with the Broncos, and um, all that offense is probably his best group ever. Maybe mm. think about the offensive line. You know the the running backs, the you know the group of receivers. He's not had that in a while, so I think he could probably cook um, next season. So I respect him big things, Russ Wilson. Yeah, I think I think they could make it all the way to the AFC Championship game. I think would mm. be either the Bills, the Bengals, or the Broncos to me making that way. But I do think that um, you know I think people are automatically make, making the comparison between his um, thing in Denver with the Tom Brady and. Uh, Buccaneers and the Stafford and Rams, but I do think that that AFC is so strong, mm. much harder for him to do what they did because he's got the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Bills, the all these teams in the AFC, like the Ravens and Bengals. Like there's so many good teams in, in this in this um, in that conference. So I think for me, um, it will be tough in that way. Now we're on to the top three. This is the crunch time of this list. I mean, it's the elite of the elite. And we actually all have the same three players. The three callbacks who haven't been mentioned so far. These are Aaron Rodgers, these are Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Now, what order we'll have them in, we don't know yet. So let's find out. So Sam, in at number three, who is your third quarterback? Right now, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, there we go. That's yeah. the interesting decision. Uh, his 2018 season was... Special and yeah, 2018 season was special, uh, and he can do godlike things. You know, he's. Uh, I look at Patrick Holmes, I'm just like, wow, that 2019, oh no, the 2020 playoff run where they had that amazing run against the Titans. Yeah, um, yeah, the one that, yeah, that was. I was just watching that. I was like, wow, like yeah. Holmes does special things. But last year he had a down year. You know, he looked at you know, the start of the year for it was it a pick in nine straight games. Which for his standard wasn't, you know, he'd never, we'd never seen him struggle that before. Um, he got it back, but uh, Andy Reid has changed the offense a bit. You know, uh, Tyreek Hill had a down year. Um, Travis Kelsey, you know, he, they were both had drops. I mean, the Chiefs' offense just wasn't working as much last year as you know the other two offenses probably you know were. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but you know, on his day, Patrick Mahomes, he's probably the second most talented player I've seen quarterback I've seen. Um, the other one is in this list as well, but um, <laughs> yeah, he can win a game single-handedly. You know, and he'll he'll win you five or six games. Mm-hmm. You know, on the last couple, you know, on the last play of the game, I can. You know, we've seen it many times before, and I don't. I do worry if he ever lost, left. You know, or you know, if things ever got bad in Kansas City, what would happen then? Because you know, he's always had a good mm-hmm. situation, but this year, we'll see. You know, mm-hmm. we've been referring to Juju. You know, and. Marquez Vado Scantling and I guess Sky Moore as well, rather than Tyreek Hill. Mm. Yeah, it is, you know, it'll be interesting to see what, what, what goes on. But yeah, Mahomes right now is number three. Yeah, I think it's really interesting interesting how he's gonna do without Tyreek Hill. 
I think that for me, I think Juju will improve his game, but I still think that he won't be the same as Tyreek Hill. I think Travis Kelsey will get will be a great option on fantasy because I think he will mm. get so much of the ball now. I think him he did he did anyway, but I think now Tyreek Hill's not there. We're going to see a lot more, which may be a problem for the Chiefs. If they're going to constantly throw to Kelsey. I think teams are going to wear before we had the whole is it going to be Hill? Is it going to be Kelsey? Now it's going to be like everyone's going to know target Kelsey because he's going mm. to be the number one target for former homes. But I, it's interesting. I think the Chiefs, he's made, he's made four straight AFC Championship games, which is obviously mm. amazing first four years as a starter for him. He's had the best first four years as a starter anyone's ever had. Two Super Bowl appearances, obviously one of them getting a win. Um, but I do think this year they'll have down here, not for him. I think the team, will, I think he'll still play well. But I mm. do think that in terms of, I think, the Chiefs, I think right now maybe the second most likely team of that AFC West not to make the playoffs. But I think as long as you've got Mahomes, Kelsey and Andy Reid, uh, I think they'll still go far. But yeah, I think Mahomes, it's still, we've still got the fourth most yards and the fourth most touchdowns despite a bad year. So I think... For me, he's still pretty good. Um, but mm-hmm. my number three is Josh Allen um, because purely for the fact that Rodgers and Mahomes both have rings, they both guide their teams towards Super Bowls, mm-hmm. whereas Allen has yet to make it. And I think that Allen had the eighth most yards in the NFL last season, uh, whilst he also had as well... Um, 36 touchdowns, which is the seventh most in the league. So I think Josh Allen is, for me, I think when Rodgers retires, it will be him, Mahomes, as the best two callbacks in the league. And I think they'll be the new Manning and Brady. But yeah, I think Josh Allen is amazing. I mean, he's had obviously a difficult first two years, which gives a lot of two fans hope. Um, but since those first, since getting Diggs in, it's just been amazing. He, he's, he's he's a big lad, isn't he? He's, he's really big, like since a stocky. Mm. He really is just a, I think, I mean, I know we shouldn't really like the Bills, but I just, I do love watching Josh Allen. I really do enjoy watching him play because he is someone that, you know, he's got such a strong arm. He's mobile and I think he gets more rushing yards than most of the running backs in Buffalo. He's He's got everything you want from a modern day quarterback. But that's the only reason why he's third for me is purely for the fact that he hasn't yet done it and got them, got all the way. So that is why. Um, now, number two, number one. Now, we're going to do this differently this time. We're going to give our number one before our number two. Um, just to um, add our suspense to it. So, mm-hmm. also yours is going to be the Alan or Rogers. Mine's mm-hmm. going to be the Rogers or Mahomes. So, Sam, who is your best callback in the NFL? Aaron Rodgers. I mean, come on. <laughs> Back-to-back MVP winner. The most tight quarterback I've ever seen, in my opinion. I think he's amazing. Um, obviously, quite a controversial figure, especially in the past year or so. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, I've, yeah, I, I mean, I just, yeah, I just love Aaron Rodgers. I mean, his everything, you know, his weekly stint on Pat McAfee is amazing. I watch it every yeah. single week. Like yeah. it just, it just, yeah. In the season, is awesome. Like, yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers, is, I think he's really cool, and yeah, just some of the things he does. He's you new. Know, I can see Mahomes getting there. I can. I think they're quite similar in the way they do things. But yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers is the most talented QB I've ever, I've ever seen, in my opinion. And um, obviously, yeah, he's not obviously only got the you know one Lombardi, but it's <laughs> you know maybe we'll get we'll get you know he's not going to be like Brady, but you know it's sort of like it's like Messi and Ronaldo. If you know Messi hadn't won as much, if you know what I mean, yeah, that's what, that's, that's what, that's what you look at because Brady's just like Ronaldo; he's won everything. 
but he's worked so hard for it. But Messi's and Rogers are the most naturally talented one mm-hmm. we've seen. You know, that that's yeah. I think that's probably the way you can see it. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers number one for me. And with Josh Allen second as well. Yeah, Josh Allen second. And for me, it was oh, Josh Allen. He uh he's the best dual threat QB. I uh, I got a funny story about Josh, Josh Allen, I guess, really as well. Like I um I bumped into um a Bills fan in the pub the other day. Okay. In spoons. Yeah. And um, this, I went to school with this guy as well. So, he, um, but I, I, he sort of followed the NFL a little bit, but didn't really know too much about it. I bumped into, into him the other day, which was like a like, 10 minute conversation about the Bills. And I said to him, I'm just like, I'm so jealous. I, yeah. <laughs> just, I, was, I was literally just like, I'm so jealous. You know, just, just, I mean, Cam Newton is probably one of my favorite players. I, you know, I, I love Cam. Everything about, yeah, just, yeah. And he's so close to Cam. He's the best dual threat QB in the league. Just, you know, the fact he can, you know, Mahomes now and don't get 700 rushing yards. They don't, you know, it's yeah. the way you can do that. Um, the strong arm, you know, he's now accurate after working with lots of Dable and Jordan Palmer in the background mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, I, I think Josh Allen is an interesting one, but yeah, I said to him, I was like, oh my god, like, you know, I'd swap two for Josh Allen, you know, in a heartbeat. Oh. That's what I said to him, like, <laughs> yeah, any it's, day of the week, any day of the yeah, week, exactly. I'll, I'll do that in a heartbeat. I, I do wonder what it would take for them to give up him, Josh Allen. And I think same as Mahomes. I think it was interesting what they'd, what they'd give. I mean, mm. Josh Allen, I mean, I don't think they, they'd accept four first-round picks. I don't think at this rate. I think, I think it'd be six, five or six. Honestly, yeah. I, think it's, I think Russell also went for, what, three? three was it three? Yeah. Yeah, and he's... So, yeah, and Sean was the same as well. Um, yeah, These think, guys are in their prime. Not the prime, yeah. but I guess yeah, the, they are the best in the league right now. Mm. When you know, Russ isn't quite there, Deshaun wasn't there. I think it can be five or six, maybe. You know, I guess that's. I think obviously yeah. teams aren't going to have that's for some teams. That's five years, maybe if you have multiple firsts. Mm. That's five yeah. years of first round picks. Just like okay, yeah, bye. That's yeah. a whole contract for the QB as well. I think so, the only way you the only way you could have him not be traded for first round picks is literally Andy Reid goes rings up Sean McDermott and go, "Do you want to swap Mahomes to Allen?" That's the yeah. only way I can see it not being. But even yeah. then, I reckon he might still go, well, we want out plus maybe two first rounds or something. Because um, I think he's that viable to do mm. them. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting if it ever happened. Um, but for me, my number one is Patrick Mahomes. I, I think that I love Rodgers. I think he's the most talented quarterback of all time. In terms of pure talent, I don't think there's been anyone more talented than him. Um, but I, I mean, I... I'm a big Mahomes fan. I, I, I love Mahomes. He's probably my favourite ever, my favourite current non-Dolphins player. I just love watching him play. And I think that I do fear his money. I think this may happen to the Bills in a few years and maybe the Ravens if they give Lamar Jackson a contract. But I do think his contract has potentially affected the team around. I think they'd keep Tyreek Hill if he didn't have such a big deal. But mm-hmm. I think that Mahomes personally for me is the best to watch. He's got the best arm, which I, I love callbacks with big arms. And I think... I, I, I just, I can't say, I think at this point it's probably about preference more than anything else, isn't it? But I do think Mahomes is just something different. And I think that whilst he may struggle for a few years because the team around him is getting weakened because of the money situation, I do still think that he is top drawn. Rogers for me, second place. Um, but that is the end of our 32 rankings. We're just going to recap from 32 to 1, both our lists. So Sam's list was from 32 to 1, Drew Locke, Sam Donald, Trey Lance, Davis Mills, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Daniel Jones, Marcus Mariota, Mitch Trubisky, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tangavaloa, Mac Jones, Jared Goff, Carlson Wentz, James Winston, Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, Sean Watson, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, 
Matt Stafford, Joe Barrow, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Mahomes, Josh Allen, and then number one is Aaron Rodgers. Whereas my list, I'd from 32 to 1, Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Drew Locke, uh, Justin Fields, Daniel Jones, Davis Mills, Marcus Mariota, Mitch Chabisky, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Jalen Hurts, Tua Mac Jones, Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, James Winston, Matt Ryan, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson, uh, Matt Stafford, Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. So we've all put our both our picks on Twitter. Once a podcast is released, I mean Ryan, our editor, is currently out in Ibiza. So when this podcast will be released, no one knows. But when he's back, I'm <laughs> sure he'll he'll make this podcast public and we will put our Twitter poll once that is done and we will find out which of the two you feel is better of your listeners so that has been the Euro trips across the pod podcast so thank you Sam for um coming on once again and do check out his Twitter at the uh, at the SJ Moors and um we'll sure have you on again during the season so thank you for coming on that's right man thanks for having me it's always a blast it's um it's fun, like I said, it's fun doing these rankings. On, it's mm. like it's fun comparing yourself to somebody else. It's like, okay, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, this is good. But um, our lists are quite similar, especially sort of towards like last 15 or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Together, they're all the same as well. So, yeah, um, yeah I think we sort of share the same opinion. But, it, you know, it was really fun. So thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed it. No problem at all. And we'll look forward to seeing you soon. And 